Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Uh, Dr. Paul is away again today. He will return tomorrow to the studio. So uh, I'm filling in for him, but I'm also filling in with our favorite Friday host, Chris Rossini, uh, the master of Fridays. Chris, thanks so much for joining us. It's great to be with you, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what we thought we'd do today, Chris, we agreed on is basically just do a quick update on four topics uh, that are on our minds that we think are probably the most important things to think about uh, today and in the next couple of days. Uh, and just give a couple of uh, thoughts on each one. So we'll do kind of a quick update show. Um, our first topic is big news. The FDA has unanimously, an FDA panel has unanimously approved 17 to zero with one abstention, uh, COVID shots for children, for young children ages two to 11. Chris, you've got more on that story. Yes, uh, you know, it's, it's, a sh it's a shocking story, but it's not shocking uh, for anybody who's been paying attention for the last couple of years. And of course, it's a, an emergency use. And the first question that comes to my mind is what emergency? Surely there's no emergency for children. There never has been. Yeah. Uh, and the, the next question that came to my mind is the 17 to zero with one abstention vote. You mean there, were, there was no one on this panel that had any questions or concerns? You know, just go ahead. It's, it's unanimous. And then uh, we, we heard that one of the panel members, uh, Dr. Rubin, his name is, was quoted as saying, quote, we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is until we start giving it. That's the <laughs> way it goes. Well, that's the way it goes. I mean, no, that is not the way it goes. You do not experiment on the entire population of children to, quote, learn how safe it is. You know, if that's the way it goes, why is there an FDA? What do we need it for? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it boggles the mind. And again, with that quote from that doctor, and it was made public, there was no one on this panel, 17 to zero, that had any questions, any reservations of giving this experimental jab to children? I mean, from our perspective, my perspective especially, there is one word that comes to my mind, and that's disgusting. Yeah. Well, wasn't it Hillary Clinton that said we have to pass this bill so we can know what's in it? It's yeah. kind of that same mentality. we got to give everyone shots uh, to see how many drop dead, and hopefully none of them do. But we know that the trials were very, very perfunctory. Uh, they were not, the sample size was very small. Uh, there are a lot of questions about it. But Chris, as you pointed out from the beginning, uh, the good news has always been that kids don't get sick from this. There are very few exceptions. And some parents of young children that have serious problems may want to seek out uh, this kind of, uh, of, of medical treatment for their children. But the vast majority 99.99, et cetera, et cetera, percent of children in this age group do not even get moderate or severe COVID, much less die. So is this, a, is this a solution looking for a problem, you have to wonder. And Chris, I hate to break it down like this, but when you look at how many lobbyists Big Pharma has up on Capitol Hill, it actually is hard to, uh, it's hard to question how quickly this thing uh, was approved. Yeah, I agree, Daniel. It's, uh, this is su such uncharted waters on such a big scale. 
that, uh, you know, getting the truth out and pointing out just the insanity of this is difficult as it is. We just hope that parents really think about the decision they have to make, because I don't know if there's a bigger one that they'll ever have to make. Yeah. And you know, what's going to happen is all of these school boards. And we know now that the school boards are the only bulwark against these domestic terrorists, Mm. AKA parents, right? Um, Right. All of these school boards are now going to mandate that these kids, Hey, they're FDA approved. You better take it. You better take it. Oh, you don't want it too bad. You better take it. Uh, And it's not going to be something that parents and doctors have a decision to make on their own. It's going to be coerced like every other aspect of this shot which is probably unprecedented in history, this kind of coerced medical treatment. The only silver lining, and I say this with some reservations, uh, is that this is gonna be a big boost for homeschooling. Hopefully parents will check out the Ron Paul curriculum. But with my reservations is my fear, Chris, is that states are gonna start cracking down on homeschooling because parents are flocking, flocking to homeschooling. They're flocking to alternatives to public school between the four shots between the critical race theory, between the pornography uh, that's being uh, foisted onto these kids at a very young age. They're looking for alternatives that reflect their values. Guess what? The machine, the big monster, the totalitarians, they don't like that. They don't brook any dissent. So that's what I worry about, Chris. Yeah. My, my final thought on this one is uh, use your minds. Be cre- If you're against it, use your minds. Be creative. Uh, I, I had a late friend who always told me, he goes, there's always loopholes. You just have to use your creativity, find them, and, uh, you know, be strong. People that went through World War II, I know for my uh, ancestors, what they had to do, but they, you know, kept their minds on doing the right thing. And, you know, the way seems to present itself when you have that attitude. That's a great uh, ending to that section, uh, Chris. Really, that's a great philosophy. Well, the second thing we want to talk about briefly is today and tomorrow is going to be the appeal hearing of Julian Assange in the UK. He'll have a chance to finally get out of his cell for a little bit. And the hearing is on the uh, extradition there. US, of course, is trying to get them to overturn uh, the decision by the, the UK judge to not allow the extradition on mental health grounds for Julian Assange. There's a lot of new material that's coming up in this. Uh, uh, one of the most important uh, pieces of new information is a report that came out that Yahoo News uh, uh, investigated uh, just, I think it was in September, uh, revelations that the US Central Intelligence Agency had plotted to kidnap or kill Assange when he was holed up in the embassy in London, the Ecuadorian embassy in London sought to kill or kidnap him. Uh, It shows the depravity of the U.S. government. It shows the viciousness of the U.S. government. And, you know, frankly, it's an an easy one for us, Chris, because obviously uh, he should not be extradited, nor should he be in prison at all. But these next two days are going to be critical ones for Julian Assange. Right. And, uh, you know, Dr. Paul says it quite often on our show, and it should be repeated forever, and that is that truth is treason in an empire of lies. And if you can't see that we're living in an empire of lies, hopefully you will see it soon. And, you know, we have there, you know, we should be always grateful to people like Assange, Manning, Snowden, 
you know, because they, they literally put their lives on the line. They knew what would happen to them. It did happen to them. And they even knew that they would have to run because uh, they, they knew that the media is controlled uh, and they would never be portrayed as heroes for even though they're telling the truth about their own government. You know, isn't that what we should want is to know the truth? But they knew that this truth would be uh, would put their lives in danger, which it has. And they still gave their lives up uh, for this. And we you know, it's easy for us as we live our daily lives to forget. But we got to remind ourselves that these people did what they did. And we cannot forget what they have done for our benefit and certainly not for their, uh, you know, physical lives here. No, no, of course not. And we know the deterioration, both physically and mentally, of Assange being held and holed up in a tiny room, a tiny cell, a tiny room at the embassy for years and years and years. And what was his crime? Well, what is he being charged with in the U.S.? He's an, he's an Australian citizen. He's charged with violating the U.S. Espionage Act. You know, that, if that doesn't say everything about what the U.S. empire believes it has jurisdiction over the entire rest of the world and the absurdity of it. Um, but his real crime, of course, was exposing the dark, nasty underbelly of the US empire, of the deep state, when he exposed uh, all of these documents from the CIA and how they were breaking the law on a regular basis. That's when they smell blood and that's when they went out for blood. And they're not gonna be happy until they get it. So we can hope, we can pray uh, for a miracle these next couple of days and for this to be, uh, to not be overturned and for him to be released. But uh, we have to also be realistic, uh, Chris. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we should learn, because uh, th during this time that we're living in, we all need courage. And it's the easy road is not to have it. You feel safer not to have it. Let somebody else put their neck on the line. And uh, But the way things are closing in on everyone, all of us, not just your neighbors, but all of us, we have to generate that courage within us to do whatever we can to do what is right. Uh, Daniel, do you have anything else on this? No, these are tough times. I was just thinking the good transition would be for you. Uh, you were talking about how we have a controlled media and that's a great segue into the next one, Chris. Go ahead with this. That's right. Uh, we read, and this called our attention, billionaire investors such as George Soros and Reid Hoffman uh, of LinkedIn are uh, creating or supporting or investing in Good Information Inc. to fight disinformation. Now, hopefully, most people that have watched the Ron Paul Liberty Report probably realize uh, the value of information and this disinformation scam, because uh, what you see and what you're supposed to see is one side only from every single angle. The same message, whether you're looking in movies, television, politicians, corporations, the same exact message. Uh, you're not supposed to see anything otherwise. But there's also another prong to this, and that's social pressure. A lot of us, a lot of people, you know, we're social beings. And if your neighbors pressure you to do X, Y, or Z, you're supposed to give in. The problem is all your neighbors are seeing the same exact message. So they're hitting you with the same thing. And the goal of all of this is for you not to think for yourself. Uh, you're, you're supposed to obey, you know, whatever the experts tell you. 
And, you know, that's you honestly make yourself pray when you do that, when you can't think, well, what's, you know, what's this disinformation? Why am I only allowed to see this and no other competing ideas? That sounds fishy to me. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the thing about totalitarianism, which is what these people are, are actually pushing, the thing about totalitarianism is that at its core, it's extraordinarily fragile. That's why they can't allow any alternative opinions. They can't allow any outlet, any person to stand up and have an opinion that goes against the narrative that they want. And that's why there's this attack on alternative sources of media. I don't even like to use alternative. Uh, but, you know, this is an era, Chris, where Americans' trust in the mainstream, the legacy media, is at an all-time low. Americans know they're being lied to nonstop. So the totalitarians, uh, their answer is to censor any alternative, to destroy any alternative. And that's what this whole bogus Facebook leaks, uh, Facebook whistleblower thing is all about. Here's a whistleblower who's been, um, who's been funded by the same people who want to silence everyone else coming in and saying, well, Facebook isn't censoring enough. And that's exactly what Soros and Hoffman are doing here. Ironically, Hoffman uh, has, has funded in the past uh, an organization called New Knowledge, which itself created fake misinformation ads in the Alabama Senate race uh, not too long ago. Fake ads purporting to be from Russian sources to undermine and bolster, uh, to undermine the opposition and bolster their candidates. So these are creators of fake news. George Soros has spent his entire philanthropic life uh, tied uh, uh, shoulder to shoulder with the CIA doing regime change overseas, making sure that no government is elected overseas that has any sort of political views that the U.S. disagrees with. And that's exactly now what he's doing here at home. He spent 25, 30 years overseas uh, doing this kind of regime change, color revolutions, uh, 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 information stranglehold. And that's what, their, that's what their goal is here. They've got big bucks, uh, Chris, big bucks, and we don't have anything in our pockets but truth on our side. It's going to be very difficult. Thank goodness there are alternative sites that are popping up like Rumble and Odyssey, uh, Parler and others. Let's hope they can uh, stand up against the pressure to censor. And let's hope that many more you know, they can't, as we're quoting Dr. Paul here, you know, all the armies of the world can't stop an idea whose time has come. Uh, so we have to be those ideological armies. Yeah, that's excellent and true. And, uh, you know, just to show how serious they are about this, recall that the president of the United States was silenced on social media. That's yeah. how far it was taken. You know, the president of the United States it's you know he was he's normally treated like a caesar the most powerful man in the world people would have pictures of presidents in their homes and it's in all the buildings and schools and he was silenced by yeah. social media that is some serious stuff that even what people consider the most powerful man in the world when they can't let him speak to the people that he supposedly represents that shows how far down or how far, you know, how um, serious they are taking this censoring stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you know, on, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, and on Twitter, if you don't like Trump, 
you can not follow him, right? Or you can, uh, you know, you don't have to see any, you didn't have to see any one of his tweets ever, ever, ever. But that's not what they want. They don't want to keep people from getting offended. They want to keep people from getting information. And that's the danger of this, of this new thing. And of course, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the people in charge of this new, uh, this new entity say, oh, no, no, we're, we're not only democratic operatives. We're open to the right. We're open to supporting the bulwark, which, of course, is Bill Crystal's outlet. He's about as, uh, as conservative or whatever you want to call it, uh, as, as, you know, I mean, so it's, it's the whole thing is a joke. The whole thing is dangerous. Uh, but hopefully it'll, it'll fizzle. Go ahead, Daniel, to the next one. Yeah, okay. So the, the last one we want to talk a little bit about is uh, the whole January 6th issue. And we're not going to go into all the details. I mean, if you, if you go down this rabbit hole, there is so much evidence, so much that you need to see. I just wanted to focus on one little aspect of it, Chris, and that was Thomas Massey, of course, the greatest member of the U.S. House of Representatives at the moment. Although I guess that's not saying much, but he's still our hero. Mm. Uh, and, and he... Um, he had uh, he, he had the courage to uh, to question our wonderful Attorney General Merrick Garland or M Garland Merrick. I can never get it name, his name right. Um, he's just a, he's a, he's a weirdo. But he he showed him this tape of this guy uh, who was seen at several different locations um, saying the same thing on the January fifth and January sixth, which is we've got to go into the Capitol, everybody, into the Capitol. The next day on the day of, it's over this way, guys. We got to go in. I'm got, I might get arrested, but we got to go in uh, over and over and over. And, and I think um, Tucker Carlson had uh, Darren Beatty on, uh, who made the point that he's like, a, where's Waldo? He's everywhere making this point. And Massey said, um, talk about, uh, well, how many FBI informants and operatives were in the crowd? Was this guy one of them? Why wasn't he? Why hasn't he been arrested? They've been on a manhunt hundreds of people rotting away in jail for nothing more than setting foot in, quote, the people's house, right, uh, for months and months and months on end. And here's a guy who's on tape over and over and over, literally organizing the so-called breach, the so-called insurrection. And as far as we all know, he remains free. He remains not indicted. Uh, and it was a good question. Of course, the attorney general uh, didn't answer it as usual. But it does seem that the narrative is falling apart. And every new video that we see, Chris, shows more and more of the undermining of the official narrative that this was an insurrection. And that's probably why they don't want to release any of these 14,000 hours that they have of surveillance of it. That's right. And kudos, of course, to the courageous Thomas Massey, because this goes back to the whole disinformation thing. He's bringing to light information that people are not supposed to see. You're supposed to have one narrative on January 6th. Uh, but, you know, anytime you see any protests anywhere, you have to ask yourself, why am I being shown this? You know, every weekend, uh, there are protests of millions of people all over Europe. There are protests in New York City. You're not being showed those. How come you're supposed to see these protests but not see other protests. So that's, uh, you know, the question that should run, it always runs through my mind. You know, why am I being shown this on a loop over and over? Why, who benefits from this? And the second thing is, what am I not seeing? What is not what being uh, shown to me? What is being hidden from me? And that's what Congressman Manassi is trying to show the American people. Uh, the thing about truth 
is you always have to go find it. You know, the people that are watching us right now, you did not find us from the mainstream media. They surely did not tell you to come watch the Ron Paul Liberty Report. We each, all of us have to put the effort in to find the truth and discover it and uh, and then share it. That's a great point, Chris, a really good point. And I would just say, you know, uh, look into these four stories. You can, there's plenty of, there's plenty of stuff out there. I think these are the the four important stories. Uh, Chris, do you want to make a closing statement before we end the show? Yeah, um, I guess a big picture is, you know, our freedoms are slowly being taken away. And it seems like this new system that they're trying to erect is that we have no freedom. We just have privileges. And those privileges are what the select few are willing to grant us. And they could change what those privileges are and the terms at any time. If, you, if, if it's three shots now, uh, it could be four shots tomorrow. Uh, you know, we just have to sit, wait for our instructions from the experts and then obey. And this is very bad. This is a very bad new normal that we do not support. Uh, we support the normal of our God-given rights, our ability to think, make our own decisions. And, uh, you know, we're going to do our part to make sure that that's what prevails. Uh, thanks, Chris. You know, these are dark times and it's easy to get discouraged. Uh, uh, you know, many of us, given the choice, would rather not live in times like these, uh, where you have to fight constantly, it seems, constantly being lied to. But we have to take courage. And Chris, I know you feel the same way when we get together at conferences and have meetings and get togethers. We do find that we are encouraged by others. So we have to keep contact with people, keep in contact with people. Uh, and that's what we try to do here on the show as best as we can being imperfect vessels uh, as we are. But we do wanna thank all of our viewers who do tune into the Liberty Report. Uh, we're grateful for you spending a little bit of time every day with us and we hope you'll continue to watch the program.